You're listening to Percussions with Brian Dussault. Welcome to the Perpessons Podcast. I just want to say that I just received a Perpessons hoodie and t-shirt in the mail. And they're really comfy and they fit good. So I actually really recommend picking one up. It's starting to get warmer out, so a hoodie might not be the best, but I, I still wear it. I like to keep my house cold so I wear my hoodies and sometimes at work it gets a little chilly so it's still useful for me and super comfy. Today we have a guest. His name is Christian Verdugo. Christian is a founder of A Bridge to Light, a host on the Agnostic Morality podcast, and is on the Guy in the 419 podcast. Today, we talk about morality. Each religion has a book, and it's all structured, and it has, like, rules in it, and how we came to be, and it's just interesting that each religion released a book, and then we have, like, the Constitution, and then we have... Like all the other countries have their own kind of constitution. It's like someone was just out there that said, hey, we are all here. We're living here. We're like have food and like trade and stuff. We need to find like some kind of structure, some kind of rules or something. Yeah. So each it seems each religion, someone had eventually someone's going to come up with that idea like for example, teleportation. Eventually, <laughs> maybe someone right now has like perfected teleportation and but they think the world's not ready. But yeah. eventually it's gonna be made. Like the atomic bomb, eventually it was gonna be made. Yeah. So I think that's how it came to be for rules and, yeah. and Bibles and and all that. Eventually it was it was going to be made. So morality like i don't know how it i guess it it definitely does play a part yeah i think it's like you know i think it's is it michael Shermer, the skeptic uh is is that his name Shermer? he he's been on joe rogan recently yeah i've heard of this and name. uh he's he he runs the skeptic 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 uh website that everybody goes to and he's been out there a lot more he used to be a prominent atheist like when i would consider myself more atheistic anti-theist in a way I would look at his website and other things. And I noticed recently, and even before then, like he said, and a lot of people say humans are pattern-seeking creatures. Oh, for and, sure. And um, I think morality, it, because of the way it's put in a book, we often look at like a religious book because it's called a, a religious book as differently than any other book. But in all reality, it's like this culmination of stories that like, if you learned a lesson from reading The Giver when you're in eighth grade or something, you you read that book not because you thought it was this this uh, all knowing word of God, but you knew this was an experience of something you could learn from. Right, and that's and, how I look at the Bible. Yeah, and I think a lot of people lose that, and they they look at it as uh, this is the literal word of God. Yeah, and, I always tell people it doesn't say true story on the Bible. Right, <laughs> but like you can learn so much from it, and yeah. does it matter if it's real or not? For exa- just just like putting out of putting everyone's emotions and like biasism, does it matter if it's true or not? The stories are still real. Yeah, They're still there. It's and then and and I personally feel because I call my I call myself a Christian, and because I do that, the reason for it is because the Bible itself to me was always called the Living Word, you know, and and like that never held the context it has for me now mm-hmm. prior to this, and to me that's like whoa. The living word is like what your life is. It's it's what book are you writing with your life? Because this book was written by the people who came before you. And so what can you learn from them? And like I never looked at the Bible that way. Right. As like, whoa, the beginning is just a is just a symbol symbolism of like Adam and Eve and like how things came to be and 
it wasn't just like a Santa Claus story where you take it literally like a child and yeah. argue against the Santa Claus be existing. It's about the moral of the story of like a, most people teach their kids about Santa Claus because the, the the reason you tell them is that the intent is for them to be good right. so that they don't get coal. Right. So with the Bible, it's as a child and when you teach children, you teach them in a way that's literal right. because like they only take things literally because yeah, they I don't took it literal. Yeah, they don't they don't have like a context of like how to be metaphorical or allegorical or parables. They don't know how to relate to to certain emotions yet. So as a child you learn like religion as if it's literally true right. because that's the only way a child can take it. And for me I noticed that a lot of the atheists that are grown-ups they argue against that childish aspect and uh, and concept of God rather and they never delve into the actual moralistic like the philosophy yeah. of it well i think know? they would have to actually read it to get that yeah so and, but a lot of people say they read it and it's like i, I don't know that's the, that's the way i look at it but i yeah. love philosophy because it it, yeah. it really if you read the bible or even the bhagavad gita you start to realize that there's a lot of common principles just presented in a different way and it's like oh certain cultures react to certain things and that's why i feel like Western civilization, you see a lot of Christians. Yeah. Eastern civilizations, you see more of a Buddhist type of Eastern religion that, or or Hinduism, because it, it it's it reaches to their culture. At least from my perspective, being an American, it, it reaches their their uh, their culture. Like they they can relate to those words and those definitions yeah. more than they could relate to other definitions. And so I think it's. That's why I say I'm a Christian, not because I want to be different and and like religiously oppress other people who aren't Christian. It's right. just because me, I build that kind of culture. So I want my children to have a philosophical background that's in common with the people around them so that then there is this common context as they grow that they say, oh, I learned this philosophical concept from my dad when he read it from the Bible from me when I go and read Nietzsche. Or I go and read, you know, uh, Karl Marx. There might be something in there that they read that they're like, oh, maybe I don't agree with that because I already have this strong foundation in something. But you can weigh something. At right. least, and that's how I view it. And But I'm not too sure about. Uh, well, I but, have something to add yeah, on to that. Um, I was talking actually yesterday on an interview and he brought up christ consciousness yeah and like having a christ like like uh like jordan peterson talks about that having yeah. a christ conscious and i i do love that philosophy yeah of and they don't really teach that they don't i've never no. heard that in church or anything and that's like it's they they t ask they t ask you what would jesus do yeah. i mean i guess that's it but that's only one sentence yeah. like teaching a whole philosophy of like you put yourself in Christ's shoes and like you, you want to live like him. Yeah. So like, you just want to do good. It's just having morals really. Yeah. And, and that's where the patterns come back. I think is like you, you, you read the book and you see the patterns of what people did and didn't do. And then you try to copy what you know worked or, yeah. or, or you evaluate what they did and try to put yourself in their shoes. And then just like it's empathy when it comes down to it is, can I imagine what my life was like as that person yeah. and learn from that? Because mm -hmm. in the Bible, there's so many terrible situations yeah. that we might never, hopefully never experience, but we could kind of get a glimpse of the concept and like, how would I react? What pattern would I copy? How, you know, to, to get through that if they right. got through it or what did they do to not get through it? And what was said to be done? Mm -hmm. And it's, I love the Bhagavad Gita because it starts off, uh, it's it's um it's krishna is the the archer on the chariot of the general i can't i don't know why i can't remember the name of the general um and it starts off like this and 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 it's all a lesson to the general because he has to fight his own family members on the opposite side of this war and he's saying what how am i moral for fighting against my own family how am i moral for fighting a war at all when i shouldn't kill anybody when i feel right. like as oh, i shouldn't and and it's interesting because really it, it goes down to what we would call a Christ consciousness. Yeah. And, and it goes in its own direction where it's like you were, you were raised to be a general. You're, the life you ended up living was that of a warrior. You trained your whole life to be a warrior. 
And now you're at this point where you are the only one in the position to make this decision because you set yourself up for that and you live this life. So you have to make the right decision. And it's either you fight a war. I mean, it, it goes way in depth, obviously. It's mm. the Bhagavad Gita. But to, to put that concept in your mind, like, oh, what, who am I at this point in my life? And what tools do I have? And how could they be used to make the situation better? Even if it's the worst situation possible, where for him, it was being a general of a war that he could win and he knows he could win, but it's his own family against him on the other side. And that's like, wow, that's a tough one. How do you do that? And I don't know. And that's the greatest question. Well, for me, it goes like, are they really family? Like is blood family is uh, what is family to me? Family is the ones that are that will have your back. The ones that, if the whole world's against you, is on your side. Yes. So that's why I consider family not exactly blood because yeah, they're just relatives, really. Yeah. So that's why I consider family the ones that sit down and have dinner with you. Yeah. That want to talk about your day and you could say anything too. Yeah. And that and to me. That, that is the most important thing in society, I think, too, is the family because it, it almost probably with like with the Bhagavad Gita and even the Bible, it was his own friend mm-hmm. that one of his apostles that turned him in for 30 silver. So it's like that can always happen. That's like part of you And at the beginning everywhere. of the Bible is Cain and Abel. The first murder was two brothers killing yep, each other. So yep. it's like from the beginning of these religions, it's telling you yeah. the whole world could be against you, Yep, even your family. Mm-hmm. So you need to find something that gives you purpose outside of this world yeah because even the ones that love you could turn against you and i think very possible if like, they were given the right information well not the correct information but just the right information to persuade them right it you know it could turn turn out to be that way yeah and it, it's 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 hard to to really break that down for some people you know some people are like yeah i can see why how parents can shun their own their own kids or yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's to try to avoid that. That was the pattern right. that's been happening since the beginning of time. And are we still dealing with that? And I think we as society in the world even are still dealing with brothers killing each other. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, we have this book that's telling us this is the pattern. These books, not just right. one, but all of them are telling us from the beginning, this is what happens. And for me, it's getting people to finally read them again. And how that. long has that been around? And it, it, two thousand years at yeah. least is what they're saying. You know, yeah. that's the common consensus. But the thing is, I th- I think it's people tend to act on emotions, yeah, and not very logical. They act on instant emotions, and you make the worst mistakes doing that. Mm-hmm. Like I was talking about. Someone, someone at work. I was talking about you know you've heard of the trolley effect. I'm not sure. Uh, if I can remember correctly, the trolley effect is. Um, actually, I'm gonna give my own version of the okay. trolley effect because this is what exactly I was talking about. Let's say you're in a self-driving car, and you're you're in there. I mean, it doesn't really matter, but the the priority of the car should be to save the person inside. Okay. It, it makes sense because yeah. why why wouldn't you want a program to save you? Mm-hmm. So otherwise, you could just, uh, you know, instead of running over a squirrel, just run right into a tree. Like, right. Just for example. So in the road, you have two people. Let's say you have a baby. Yeah. And then you have, let's say it's uh, a, a baby you don't know. And then let's say it's your brother and let's say your brother's like 30 years old yeah. and a self-driving car has to make a decision. Who does it run over? Right. The baby or the, your brother. Right. Now logic to me says the run over the brother because the baby has a longer life could live a, yeah. has more of a chance to impact the world. Yeah. Now, if you were driving the car, what would your instant emotion do? Would it save your brother or would it save the baby? I have no idea. Because yeah, like if I think if I have the time, to, like I do now to sit here logically, you, you, you really think it through. But I mean, I, th- I would assume in the, in the moment, as bad as it may sound to some people, I would save my brother. Yeah, that's what most people would do. Yeah, and, and that's what would make sense. Because that's who you know and that's who you are 
uh, you have a bias for yeah. that. Now, what? if it wasn't your brother, it was just a, uh, someone you don't know that's 30 years old. Yeah, I would then, save the baby. Yeah. So, like, that's why we shouldn't make decisions based off right. of emotion. That's right. how I think. Well, see, for me, in those situations, someone let – I let my brother into that situation. It, it, that's how I would look at it as a driver. Yeah. If, if my brother's somehow in danger, like life and death, without me knowing and I'm out of control of it, I did something wrong because that is my brother. Mm-hmm. You know, I look at it as if I am my brother's keeper, I should be trying to help my immediate family because that is who shares my name, at right. least from right. my perspective. And then at the same time, I see the baby, someone is also letting them down. It could be moral because it, because if everybody felt it was moral to take care of their family, mm-hmm. then there wouldn't be the, as many of those choices. Right. To where someone has to feel the moral difference between taking care of their family and someone else's family who they that someone already didn't take the morality to take care of them. Now, is that is that human morals or is that what about like, is that also biased for humans? Like, you know, like the it, moral- it might be, but I think a lot of emotions are biased towards humans. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's really hard to determine if it's something we should avoid or not i think it's something that's why i'm excited for for artificial intelligence i feel like it's going to be a tool to help us yeah to better humanity Hmm. because it can make the decisions that we can't when it's more towards like super intelligence yeah they can definitely uh, a supercomputer could definitely what get weigh a lot of information and i think the best thing that they would do is give the options that maybe we didn't think about yeah you know weigh all these things then rather than making decision and implementing it through ai Mm -hmm. i would love to see an ai or something be something that provides us with input yeah to decide off of rather than like automatically do it yeah that's what i'm thinking how it's gonna be it's gonna be more of an assistant yeah kind of deal hopefully it doesn't make us dumber than we are though it is my like, only thing i feel like, like wally yeah kind of like wally in a way <laughs> I, I don't want to live in that world because i love i i that's the world we're in now i know it is and i don't like i'm i i would love to be out in the country and that's my that's my 10-year goal is to be out in the country self-sustainable and on you know being a, have my own land and property right and uh out of the city you can use technology to technology to better yourself yeah. or you can use it to as a crutch and not by yourself and just watch entertainment and just be like wally or uh what's that movie where surrogates (laughs) no it's it's the one where he's like uh they ask him his name and he says not sure and they call him okay not sure (laughs) as uh the president is uh uh the mountain dew uh uh What's his name? Is it Idiocracy? Yep, that's it. It's okay. Idiocracy. I've yet to see the movie, but I, I've oh, seen enough about movie. it. To, it's a but, great movie. I've heard. I've heard. Uh, yeah, or we can turn into something like that where, where people just yeah. just get dumber and dumber, but yeah. I doubt it. No, I think we'll always have a certain amount of intelligence, and well, yeah. people are generally like, like, children have just a natural curiosity, and if that's not destroyed completely by society... They, they, you carry that no matter uh, yeah. into life, no matter what. Like me, I, I feel like I've had just a burning curiosity my whole life. Right, like a child, I yep. can get absorbed in any new topic, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's AI could be. Hopefully, it's not the bane of existence, and it does. It yeah. is not is constrained to being more of an assistant than. Mm-hmm reliance it matters who is the puppet master really yeah. like and that i'm not too keen on <laughs> right across the world there's uh especially with all this facebook stuff going on like yeah i don't i didn't haven't paid, paid attention to be honest no, i just know he's in court or whatever that's all i know yeah he's just getting grilled <laughs> by the government Same i'm sorry i'm a genius and i created facebook <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, he probably stole he it. might be. He AI, most likely though. stole it from someone, anyways. So. There's there's so many memes going around of him looking exactly like Data from. Uh, oh wow! Because you know, we don't have to get into all that, but <laughs> it's, it's very interesting. 
That's uh, from Star Trek, right? Star yeah. Trek, yep, the old Star Trek android. But um, he's uh, he. I mean, that's where the AI is coming into play right now, and we're seeing the effects of it, where people are using it to determine what kind of information we can have, and that's kind of what I said. It could be we used as kind of need that though. That's what we Google's need been doing. We though. need it, but I feel like it's it's been hurting idea other certain ideologies that that are not necessarily um mainstream so like when you look something up because certain things are searched more often by the service you're going to get more of the ones that are searched by the service mm -hmm. rather than the other 30 percent of possibilities of searches anymore and that seems like a more efficient way but as those specific ones get chosen the other ones get no traffic and those ideas right. tend to just fall off mm -hmm. that may be intentional that may be un unintentional yeah. you talk about like seo or whatever like where they try to get the top to the of the searches that and any any kind of article like you could look up a news news situation say yeah. you would say you wanted to figure out what was happening in in europe mm -hmm. and you look it up you'll start to realize you get certain specific sources right. like all, more topics. often trending topics yeah. ones that get more traffic yeah. than others and that usually be tends to be more mainstream yeah it makes sense so. and, and it makes sense yeah. but as you start to see to for me personally i notice they all seem to have the same story whereas i'd like to get like especially with podcasts i like to get different perspectives i'll listen mm -hmm. to one from the uk or, or scotland yeah and then i'll listen to some guys from australia and you get a whole different perspective of if right. it's politics or whatever and uh i notice with google I'll go and use DuckDuckGo, and I'll get some at least two or three different pages on the front page that, mm. hey, I really got something from that differently, especially if it's obscure topics. Right. You know, because most time you'll get some, if it's something obscure, you'll get something from that. And that's where AI, to me, I mm. don't like, because often it becomes, like I said, the reliance. We're yeah. like, oh, this is taking care of it now. I don't have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. But left unchecked, it might general, generalized. Yeah, 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 it might gradually then just, dumbed down just by lack of providing what isn't mainstream well that's how things are now if you look at twitter and you oh, go yeah. to go to like search trending topics it's gonna be like meaningless useless topics yeah. and if you if you do that on facebook too separate i i think facebook has more like newsworthy stuff yeah I, think... I, I don't really pay attention to no to those but that's why, like you yourself, has to be go go and look for it. Yeah. Like if you go on a forum, you're like, uh, "Hey, what's the best microphone for podcasting?" Mm. And someone will be like, "Well, Google it." So you have to find it for yeah. yourself. Like, what's the best micro? Well, whatever is the best one that suits your voice is the best yeah. one, not the Shure SM what B7. Yeah. It's like obviously that's like a really good mic, but yeah. it might not be good for you. Yeah. You might be a female and you might sound like like you have this low bassy voice yeah. and you really don't want that. You don't like how it changes it. So you got to look for the one you want. Yeah. So that's how I feel like with podcasts. You have to go and look for the one yep. you like that suits you as an individual because yeah. the person just gets you very well. Like there's I have a whole list that I like and most people have never heard of it. But if you're really into podcasting, I'm sure you've probably heard of it. We've already brought up like. Uh, just a few. We, it seems like we both right. listen, listen to that. So yeah, and that I think podcasts are changing a lot of like my fears about like information and oh, like, I love uh, it and the lack of it. I don't watch the normal yeah. stuff. I don't watch the news. Yeah, I don't either. And I, but podcasts, like I can trust. It's like I'm gonna trust this person. <laughs> I mean, if I find out that they're a fraud or like right. what they're saying is fake, I'm gonna switch. But, yeah, but yeah. you can at least always find something because there's people willing to talk about how they feel about something and podcasting because the networks are still new and yeah and you can almost post up anything anywhere oh, and yeah. get it in the searches with mm -hmm. the people just because you can search keywords and if it's in the description oh they're talking about that in that one and it's obscure i'm gonna listen to it right because it's it's unfiltered you know it's more than likely someone that's like this up in their in their own studio room yeah. recording it for for either fun and maybe or they got sponsors or something right it doesn't matter because the information is is there and right. readily available and ai can't control that no you know because it, until they start filtering through audio I, you know. well you can filter through audio now yeah but uh well like well like for example youtube does it yeah they'll have a they have a software program that can do the find audio find audio and like say like i play a famous song in this yeah podcast episode it can find it and it can flag it. Yeah. So like pretty sure they can do that with video too. 
they can because like oh, yeah. Rick and Morty got flagged all <laughs> over. You can't find a real episode. It's going to be like up in the corner, a little square yep. and everything else is like all like It'll cut off uh, for a second. Yeah. Yeah. Or like fights. You see big fights. It's like that, too. Yeah. With pirated stuff and mm-hmm. live streams on YouTube yep. and Facebook. Even Twitch, you can they they started catching oh, they on, on to that. Twitch now? Yep. I believe it. It used to be that used to be the secret. They used to like, I want to see the big fight. I'm gonna go on Twitch. Uh-huh. Easy. I they was... still can't catch it a hundred percent though. Oh no, you always find somewhere. Not that I use it, but I've heard you could always find it there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you gotta think like anytime a software is released, yep. a hacker is gonna be ahead of it already. Oh yeah, they're all. It's always a, a war right there. Like yeah. they always, it's gonna keep getting AI is gonna keep getting better, but there's gonna be hackers, and I'm sure yeah. they're gonna develop AI to counteract oh, yeah. the regular AI. So this gonna be, it's gonna be fun yeah. either way. I think I think any technological advancement always comes with resistance. Yeah, and I think that's healthy. Yeah, because you always need that. Like it's almost like politics. You always need that conservative stop every once in a while to stop the progress to make sure it doesn't happen too fast yep make sure we don't overlook something yeah and then you you let up let stuff grow and build and stop it real quick mm-hmm. you know and hopefully that stays in check right and it, it seems like it is because i like where podcasting's going yeah, with definitely. A, i think that is going to be a future especially with more people working commuting and really just like not watching tv yeah they got their phones the bluetooth right it hooks right up into their car they're able mm-hmm. to constantly listen right. to something as they're moving it is great but i have uh, also a fear that like someone's going to find a way to make money off of it. Like ridiculous yeah. amount, like Netflix will pick it up. Now Netflix has a, a, a podcast network, let's say. Yeah. And now it's like you, they can, they found a way to make all the money and no one's going to listen to anything else. It's yeah. like a lot of the podcasts I listen to are self-funded. Um, Most of them are. Yeah. And, and I think that, keeps people alive especially even some of the youtube channels i listen to with all the demonetization going on they are or i watch they they set up their own patreon accounts and, yeah you know people are starting to be more independent with their money right and i think that you know a lot of people don't like capitalism but i think that's where capitalism is actually helping the For podcast sure. community is because people have a choice whether or not they give to you right like i have i have merch i have a store you can yeah. go to and you can buy merch I think of it just like a band. Like Yeah, exactly. They want to they need to make money too yep. to keep putting out records and entertaining you on the road and yep. so they got to sell shirts and merchandise and yeah. that's how I think podcasters should take it. Yeah, I versus think so like too. I need a sponsor from I'm not going to X and X yeah. company or something. Yeah, screw know. them. I don't want to give them promotion. Yeah, cuz then <laughs> you know a lot of times people people don't realize but when you have corporate sponsors, you you can't offend your sponsor because they make your money. But yeah. if you're regular listeners that want to support you after you've already been listening, if they've been listening, yeah, you're not you're more than likely not going to offend them with how you feel. So right. that gives you the freedom to express your your own thoughts without mm-hmm. feeling like, well, if I say this, you know, my right. sponsor might drop me. You know, and that's you see that on the news today, like the Laura Ingram right. stuff, or even some other. I think there was some more liberal newscasters that got in trouble, and they got their sponsors taken away. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so people can't, even if it's not their opinion, people can't say something without the fear of losing money. To me, that's like yeah. almost infringement of free speech. Right. I you might know? have a guest on that says something. And it's like, well, that's it. It might might not even be my fault. It could be yeah. like a guest. It could just be his opinion on something, yeah. and it's it's like that shouldn't be that way. You should be able to say, okay, that was information. Maybe I don't agree with wholeheartedly. Yeah, and just ignore it. Hopefully, that's a healthy way to me. I think I yeah. less anger in your life <laughs> about things mm-hmm. the better. But you so. could pick a you can pick your sponsorships. Like you can turn yeah. them down. So like you can pick someone that like who agrees with yeah. your values or like doesn't really care at all. Yeah, you know like. But I used to be a personal trainer and like I have a big uh, thing about products and supplements and all that. Like mm-hmm. I'm against all that stuff. And there was a time when I was forced to sell supplements. I didn't believe in it and I didn't yeah. like that. So like if I had a sponsorship, I want to like send me some stuff. <laughs> and if I truly like it, yeah, like I would enjoy having you as a sponsor. Yeah, for sure. Because I don't want someone like, and like act like it's the best thing and like have you buy it and I don't believe in it, yeah. I'd feel terrible. Like I, I listen to Ben Shapiro's podcast every once in a while and then he'll put the most ridiculous I, and he he does that what you're saying, like a uh, bowling branch bed sheets. 
It's like, we have these in my house. I have this and my wife has this in their house. It's like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, maybe you have had them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, you know, it's, but like I said, if you yeah. try it out and you like it, great. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's how I would do it the same way as well. That's how I, I like, so. I listen to Harmontown a lot. Yeah. And they, they're, their sponsors are, I love it. They like <laughs> do a whole skit on it. That's and, cool. Uh, they actually have the sponsors send them their yeah their products but they are like one of the top dogs in podcasting though oh, wow. but yeah i think podcasting's great i think it's amazing if anything like with mine it's given me an outlet to really put down somewhere the thoughts i have on ideas mm-hmm. that i don't really get to say anywhere else most of mine is not really interviews i i, I did start with a friend um and we, we would talk together, but eventually it got to the point where it was just me oh, okay. explaining my ideas and how I feel about maybe a certain story from a, the Bhagavad Gita or the mm-hmm. Bible or something or a philosophical concept. I've even talked about like the Second Amendment okay. and uh, free speech yeah. and, and different just real obscure moral things. Mm-hmm. And it's it gives me that rather than just keeping it all up in my head, just festering, it, it, it le- allows me to release it right. and say what, how I feel about it. And if people comment on it, it's a, it's it's the best. Yeah. But uh, just to be able to have it out there and say, hey, if oh, what do you think about this? It's like, well, I've actually done a podcast in your free time. We can talk about it. If you want to get a little more in-depth on it, check it out. Yeah, Because definitely. it's right up there and you can get it on I your agree. phone. Yeah. I like that aspect of it. Yeah. That way it's out there and you don't forget it either. Yeah. Because I say some of the best things that <laughs> I don't think, like, you know how they say, like, think before you speak. Yeah. But, like, when I do my podcast, I, I don't. Like me either, and like some of the best things I've ever thought just can't come out on the mic. Yeah, like the mic doesn't lie. Like it's the truth. Well, it should be. It's like free writing. Yeah, you know, some people say they are able to just sit down and start writing, and I've never been able to do that. But like when I try to talk and explain things, it really just like you said, it just kind of right. It just comes out. I don't think too much. It's an I let my natural state of thought on an and my opinion just come out. If I have to correct it, that's what the point is. I have to, you know, if I say something wrong, I'd be like, oh, that's how I felt because I said it coming out naturally. But, you know, you said that might be wrong and you explained it. You know, that's how you figure it out. You just let yourself talk. And I think that's the best way to do it. It's like art. You just kind of let it out. If you like it, you don't like it. If it could be better, you can do it. Another project. Right. I agree. So let's talk about what you do. You have uh, you have two podcasts. I have one podcast, uh, Agnostic Morality. And uh, I would I would like to get into something that's like a little more political at times and discuss okay. politics and world, right. you know, politics at some point. But uh, the main one I do is the agnostic morality. But the main project I work on with most of my time is is uh, recording local musicians for a local social media personality page called Guy in the Four One Nine here in Toledo. And uh, I help him do his live shows every week on Wednesday, where we highlight what's happening in the in the community different local music happening or different um, fundraising events and, and things that help out the community. Cause me, because I care so much about family and building that up, I, I figure I have my wife, I've been married 13 years. I have my kids and I'm raising them and it's about time for me to start doing what I can outside of that, because I feel like I have a good foundation. We're not perfect. We have our own problems, but we get through them. That's the whole point. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with having problems. It's how you get through them. Oh, for sure. And that's how I look at it. So like, I want to help the the music community here because I I was a musician Mo, the whole time I've been a musician has been in Toledo even though I'm not from here, so I, I experienced a lot of like Rick's Music Cafe in the Woodville Mall. Oh yeah, I know and it all. That place was awesome to mm. me. And uh, Frankie's uh, Main Street Bar and Grill and all the, the Bijou. Yeah, I I knew what it was like kind of go through that and then trying to get a record, trying to record. And my goal is to provide a place that people love to play their music. And they love the way it sounds when they go to show someone else because often there's not that. You have to find someone who knows how to record and is willing to take the extra time to like half the time you're like, hey, do we got 200 bucks to get this guy to record a couple songs for us? And then you get them. They're not mixed. They're not, yeah. He's not putting his whole heart into it. Yeah. He's just trying to get that money mm-hmm. and go back to work at Guitar Center. Yeah. You know, so it's like me. I want to provide a place where people can have two good songs, video. I take it home. I, I treat it as if it's my music. I want these people to sound. I want these musicians in Toledo to be like, if you come to Toledo, you can at least go over here on the guy in the 409 show 
and play this music or go visit a bridge to light, which it's going to be a nonprofit, what I'm doing. And, um, I'm in, I've been talking to a lawyer trying to get all these, the steps figured out because, uh, I want it to be somewhere that people can like, it's, I'm doing it almost in a similar way of podcasting with a nonprofit. I'm, I'm just going to start doing it. And that's what I've been doing. And if people want to provide great, but then I can also do fundraising events with guy in the four and nine with a nonprofit and, uh, provide, you know, set up shows where people come and play mm-hmm. i'll record it live stream it and have another place where it's almost like austin city limits is the way i'm kind of looking at it and something that really people want to do while they're in toledo right like, it, almost like starting i want this place to be like the motown became motown for a reason you know las vegas became las vegas and what it is for a reason i feel like toledo has so much music in it that people don't <laughs> know in arts in general it's a it's it's a corn it's like a it's like a, a we're at a crossroads between Chicago, Cleveland, yeah. Columbus, Detroit. It's like people come through here from all walks. I'm from I was born in San Bernardino and I ended up here. So I mean, I hear uh, I hear people from all over and it's I, the venues that's the problem. It, and it is and that's what I'm trying to not worry about. Yeah. I, I want people to say cuz it's all it's all like podcasts. It's all internet, internet mm-hmm. media. Yeah. And uh I think it would end up helping the venues. If if we could build a foundation that's a, a internet right internet based uh, movement, mm-hmm. yeah. If you have people to come visit you to record, yep. they're already in Toledo. They might as well play a show. Yep. Like, hey, I'm here. I'm gonna play this song, and you know, if you want, I have a show tonight. You can come check me out at exactly. You know, yeah. So that, that's that's been my focus has been just providing what I can to people who play music well and or are pursuing it. And uh, want to have something to give people that mm-hmm. is is at think, least studio quality. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Um, so, and hopefully people support it in the end. That's what I intend to build up. Right, it'll be awesome. Yeah, I like it. And is it going to be like a pot the bridge to light? Is that going to be a podcast or? I I it's going to be a bridge to light is going to host media in general. Okay. I, you know, like uh, what I'm doing with Guy in the Four and Nine is I'm providing for the the services to have have uh, the music and the streaming of it. Right. And uh, so with a bridge to light, I I do intend to have like the music there as well. So if they did come and perform, you can go and download the music for free. Mm-hmm. You know, I can. I'm. You know, the MP3s are going to be up there. I'm still working out all that yeah. in this process right sure. now. The last couple months, and. Uh, that's going to be all up there for them every time it goes up. I intend to have all that. And then if there's someone who wants to do a podcast with me or needs help starting a podcast, I'm, I'm more than willing to, nice. if I have that time to, to do that. And uh, it's not something that to me is like a competitive thing, but it's just like if people don't know how to do it and they would like to do something that has to do with media in general, yeah, you know, having something on the internet, I think it'd be great to have a place that says, oh, you're a musician, you want to do a pod- anything with recording, audio and visual is honestly, it is, but my focus has been the music. But mm-hmm. I do want to do a podcast once I get more people on. I think we've done about 18 artists so far this year. Um, it's been one almost every week, so I haven't, it hasn't been 18 then. But um, we've done one every week this year. And I really want to get all those artists on a podcast, at least for like 10, 20 minutes cool. to really then have that up there mm-hmm. so that that might start the little podcast aspect of yeah. it but to have like the interviews with them and like see where they're coming from what brought them to toledo why are they staying in toledo mm-hmm. and uh what do they think that the music industry needs here in toledo and nice. really start building like this this place where musicians are able to come together without the stress of like oh do i need to pay for this do i need to sell tickets for mm-hmm. this what do i need to do to go here and get this music done and it's like no come and play your songs Right. And I take care of the rest. Right. And then you, know? you already have an audience. Exactly. So, and there's already an audience there that's that's yep. growing and growing and growing. And yep. I, I, we're trying to work it in conjunction to really provide that, like, where it's like, wow, like, maybe if they're looking at it from Detroit, they'll be like, well, maybe we should go play down in Toledo. Okay. You know, let's yeah. go to the guy in the 409. And then all yep. of a sudden, it would be awesome mm-hmm. once it's getting going. And, like, would say, like, some really good, like, say, uh, I don't know. Who's your, who's your favorite guitarist? Well, that's cha- that has changed, man, because yeah. I used to be all about like... Uh, Let's say acoustic songwriter. Uh, like a singer-songwriter? Yeah. Uh, I guess one of my all-time favorites is like Jack Johnson. Okay, say he came through town, going yeah. to a college to play some music. Yep. I assume that's his typical place still. Um, 
hey, I would love for us to be at a place where if we were to contact them when mm-hmm. they came into town and say, hey, would you love to come play a couple shows or yeah. a couple songs for an, an, an interview? I would love for a bridge light to be that place because then they'll see like, whoa, other artists also come here. Right. So my stuff, when people come to see something, they see that. And then it's a place where any musician that comes through Toledo mm-hmm. comes through, whether big or small. And right. it's put right next to Kenny Wayne Shepherd or, or, yeah. or, or uh, yeah. Jack Johnson and yeah, different and, things yeah, like that. Yeah, definitely. Because we have... Uh, like downtown, we have big artist plays. Yeah, the Huntington Center yeah. and different places. So it's like I, there's so much room for growth in Toledo right now, especially with all the work I've been doing with Guy in the Four Nine and seeing all the work he's been putting in and yeah. the people he's been meeting. There's a lot happening. Downtown's great. Like yeah. I was just there for the Mud Hens opening, and uh, there's so many people down there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you were a musician playing on the street, you you probably would have done pretty well, and that's that's rare. Yeah especially for Toledo. And it's been a recent thing. Mm-hmm. So I think we're on the up and up of, of a lot of good things happening. And maybe yeah. that's my own optimism, but that's how I yeah. live nowadays. I think but a good idea would be like, if there's a tour coming to the Huntington center yeah, to try to snag the opening band, because everyone's there to see the big bands. But if you get the opening band on, that's a good idea. And I mean, they're, they're fantastic. They're usually fantastic. Yeah. like, that's for example, when I wa- went and watched Van Halen live, their shine down was no one. They're, yeah. they're, no one knew who they were. <laughs> they were an opening band. But if you got them on there, and oh, all yeah. of a sudden, now look at Shine Down. That's a real good idea. You know, like, but then they also have the poll because they know they're talking with the the main acts. They they know a lot of big people, yeah. so it's a lot of potential in that. It's yeah, but it's all that little little bits of networking, trying yeah. to get what you can. Like me, and I, usually I, you can contact. You have yeah. more of a chance contacting the opening band versus, yeah. you know, Van Halen or whoever the big act is or yeah. Shine Down. I've always, I've always been the type of person I'll make a call if it, if it, there's a chance. I don't care if there's one yeah. percent. Oh, you always got, you, know, you always got to try. You have yeah. to because you never know that yeah. person might say yes. You, you have to be willing to put in the work to do a thousand contacts and only get one yeah. follow through. Yeah, like that. But that one follow through, it's. It's one less, it's, a lot it's of one more than you would have had if you didn't. Yep. And that's that's how I looked at it. I mean, I remember, I tell this story, not often, but um, a lot because I love it. It was uh, my senior high school. They said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I, I was like a musician or a recording engineer of some mm-hmm. kind. And they said you had to get an interview with someone in the business and shoot for the stars, get, contact the best person. So I was like, at the time, I was really getting into Steve Vai, and I knew he just started. Oh, yeah. I loved his music. Mm-hmm. But then I knew he started at the time favored nations and his own recording uh, studio and uh, record label. So I was like, I'm just going to try to get a hold of him. Found like this was when the internet wasn't so like yeah. convoluted and people yeah. put their numbers up on everything. Right. So I was like, I'm going to call this. Got a, somehow got the number for the manager because I just called the main mm-hmm. desk and was like, I wanted to get a hold of so and so and to talk to Steve I. And they're like, oh, and he's like, how did you get this number? I'm like, I called your guys' front desk yeah. and uh, ended up getting an email exchange with Steve Vai at 18 or 17. Nice. And that was that I think that changed my life. I was like, oh, if I could do that for just a school project, what can yeah. I do if I really apply myself? And it took me That's a, awesome. It still took me another 12 years to really get into that mindset again after life yeah. in general. But I'm glad I got there again now because I feel like as long as I'm doing what I love doing and helping people do what they love doing. People are going to want to help people do what they love doing. Of course. Because it makes you love what you're doing when you help others. We always, usually when, usually when you like make it successfully, you usually pay it forward. Like I've asked advice for, from big people in the industry, huge. Like I've contacted composers for major movies and gotten through and had long conversations Mm -hmm. with and they're always like, you know, I know what it's like to be in your shoes. And when I'm willing to talk to you, when you like, for example, I sent over three scores, like written scores, mm-hmm. sent sent them over. He reviewed them. We talked about them. He's like, work on this, but only when you're ready, call me back. So it's not like I'm calling you back next month. Yeah. I still haven't called him back because I'm not ready yet. Yeah. And that was over a year ago. Yeah. And I just haven't had the time to sit down and, and work on it. I, I should. But, but you wouldn't have got that advice if you didn't just send right. it out and, and try I, to get yeah. with them. And yeah, you have to know that that patience. Like You can't just bug them, but 
you can like contact them and they can answer it happens i have the same type of contact with someone from nashville it's like he said i'll help you with some mastering some tracks Mm -hmm. but it's like i don't want to just it's almost like you don't want to waste that opportunity on something where you know you've still got work to do yeah and so it's i I, yeah yeah and that's the thing that's the realism of it try to reach out to these people because they're always willing to give you that first bit of advice because they don't know whether or not you're going to follow through and people who are trying to do something are willing to help people Mm -hmm. but once you if you let people down you set yourself at a thing but as long as you keep pushing you will always find that people are willing to help you and guide you in a certain certain direction like i just had a conversation with my mom about the nonprofit, and i was trying to maybe think about streamlining some aspects of it and getting it just done yeah established completely and and she really she gave me the advice i needed and at first it wasn't the advice i liked Mm -hmm. but she was like you know there's a couple other things have you done this yet like we talked about this uh six months ago did you go to one of these it's ecdi it's like a um business mentors and it's free and i was like no i didn't go i was like you know what you're right, because I can still do this right at a later date rather than trying to speed up the process and go do all these and have this knowledge before I even go do it. Right. It's like, why not do it if it's free? And it you know, and so yeah. I was like, okay, you know, you're right. And she's been she's been great, like uh, because she started her own business. She works. She provides for herself. She, I mean, she's married, and her husband works too. But like, her business could take care of both of them if they mm-hmm. wanted to now, and she loves it. She's been learning along the way, and. Uh, it was great because you really got to find people that are like that because they will give you that advice that you really wouldn't have thought of. Right. And you yeah. have to be open to it and say, and they're no, honest like, and they're like, they want to help. Yeah. But it's like that. It cuts deep into your life. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't, it's like, I my, just want to do this. My brother does that for me. Like, <laughs> that's good. Though. He, he'll be honest and like, it's like, ah, uh, like it just hits you hard and you're like, screw you, man. Yeah. But no, no, it's like, I, it's like, I, I know ready. you're right. Like, <laughs> yep. yeah. And that and that that would be my advice to anyone trying to do something is be willing, no matter how intelligent you think you are, because everybody, anybody who's trying to do something is always like, I have this idea you don't understand. Mm-hmm. But it's not always the idea. There's a lot of implementation of ideas that is the same across the board for a lot of people. Yeah. So, and and ways and avenues to figure out the best thing. So like mentoring, be always open to the advice. Because, oh, for sure. Criticism, can, yeah. like, crit- very critical criticisms. Don't be offended. Yeah, <laughs> you can't be. If you want to be offended, just quit. Just quit because you're not going to get anywhere because there's always someone who can help you do something better if you're willing yep. to listen. And there's always someone better. Yeah, there's always someone better than you out there too. Yeah. So like always remember that. It's like once you get better, it's like what can I do next? And yeah. I always try to study the people top yeah. in the field. It, it just sucks. It's like you think you're really good at something and some like 10 year olds doing it. It's like blowing you out the water. It's like, uh, well, uh, and and the great thing about what we do, we're both musicians and we both enjoy this, is that this is like, like podcasts are open to interpretation and they're your thoughts. So you mm-hmm. really can't go wrong too much unless you're trying to be hateful. But I think if you're doing, like we said, things where you're trying to help people. Yeah. As long as you're true to that, even in art and music, it's like they might be able to shred a hundred times faster than you, mm-hmm. you know, but you're the notes you choose are yours and the music you make is yours. So you can never, never be so down on it that, right. uh, of someone else's ability to detract from like what your art is. Cause you might, of course, yeah, you might make art with blue and mm-hmm. he, they might use every color, but yours applies. Right. And that's, that's how I lived. Yeah, every <laughs> voice deserves to be heard. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, that's some great advice. Now, how about your uh your let's talk about your podcast. What's going on with that? Uh me mine is really casual with my podcast. And it, what what is that called again? Agnostic Morality. Okay. And uh it's it's relatively casual because of all the other things. I do focus on music. I I do a lot of the 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 podcast when I have time or when something happens, like recently with the Parkland shooting, um, I, I talked about the second amendment for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it, it kind of just, I, I should be more consistent with it. Um, and promote it more. Yeah. <laughs> That's one thing I don't do enough of is promoting it and trying to get people to listen to it. But as of yet, it's been kind of the background project while I'm focusing on music and my nonprofit. Okay, yeah. Um, but I, I love doing it because it does, like I said, when these things happen, it gives me the opportunity to put something in an archive here of, Hey, this is, these are my thoughts on it. And, uh, 
maybe someone will discuss it. I get, I think I get more listens on YouTube than anything when I put it on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, uh, I would like to get guests on people who, who want to talk maybe specific, more specific mm-hmm. and more on topic of something that they're, they're like, like the, like I love referencing the Bhagavad Gita because it's such a beautiful book, but I'm not someone who was raised in that religion that lived Right. in an environment that used it as yeah. their moral philosophy throughout yeah, their life. An expert in that. Yeah, I would love to see like how that shapes maybe the yeah. cliches that I think of or the different concepts that I think of. And that, that's, that's somewhere I do want to expand, but I think we both understand with the work situations that we both have. It's mm. like, whew, it's tough to do multiple things at once. True. Yeah, I had to, you have to like, you want to do all these things. It's like you have to yeah. pick and choose what you want to do. So many things I for want me, to do. For me, the podcast is, for me, it's like a once a month thing. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't do it every week. It's more of a once a month because yeah. I do I do an artist every week. I record mm-hmm. and, and, and mix it and make two songs up there for that plus the live show. And then any audio he sends me over, yeah. I, I mix. and Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I understand. But I enjoy it. I'd love to have you come on. Maybe sometime we can talk really in depth about something like maybe take a stance. Yeah, we can and, uh, We can uh, pick a topic. Maybe something we're both different on or yeah. something we're both the same on. It don't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Either way, I think there's always – you can always find differences, and that's where the, yeah. the, the niche is fun. You know? It's finding those. Definitely. But, man, I, I've had a blast. Yeah, I think uh, we should probably wrap it up. How long have we been on? Oh, good, a good 53 minutes. Oh, right on. Yeah, cool. Well, yeah, this is excellent. I'm glad you stopped by. I'm glad to have finally met you in person. Yeah, I'll uh, post uh, links and stuff for your podcast. All right, cool. Anything where uh, I'm allowed to share or whatever. You know? Yeah, for sure. And if anybody wants to check it out, what I've been doing is there's a bridge to light.org. That's where I host my podcast and, and the starting the building of the, the nonprofit I'm starting. And, uh, guy in the 409 you can go and listen to any of the music on there in the video section i see he goes live on facebook too yep live on facebook every day at noon um and that's when we post all of our stuff if you live in toledo area Mm -hmm. check it out there cool awesome man all right well thank you very much thank you brian all right